everybody, Chris Harry with you on a new episode of Chargers Weekly. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco is my guest this week. Pete's covered the NFL for 30 years. We get into all of the changes around the league this offseason, as well as his thoughts on the 2018 Chargers. Pete also gives us one bold prediction for the upcoming year. A lot of good information during some downtime this offseason. We hope you enjoy. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco now joins me on Chargers Weekly. Pete, appreciate your time, sir. How's the offseason treating you? What offseason? <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't exist, right? Well, uh, you know, this time of year you can sneak away a little bit. Um, but, you know, training camp right around the corner, and you guys know that it's what, six weeks or five weeks away. So, uh, you know, you got to squeeze in a little off time and then get ready to gear up for 2018 season. Pete, you've covered the league for, for 30 years. Can you remember an offseason with as much activity as this one? It's been crazy. I mean, you know, in a lot of different ways. You, you see John Gruden coming back to the sidelines. You see guys holding out. Uh, you, you know, you see a, a lot of uh, movement, free agent, big free agent movement, quarterbacks moving, quarterback salaries, uh, you know, going crazy. Guys like Jimmy Garoppolo getting paid, Matt Ryan getting paid. And then, you know, then you have the Andrew Luck situation kind of hanging over the Indianapolis Colts and, and the rest of the AFC. So there's been a lot of stuff going on. You have rules changes. You have the, you know, the what's the new helmet on helmet rule going to be like? What what about you know covering kickoffs? How will that impact uh, the league? Will there be a lot more big players? So yeah, it's been a very very newsy off season. You know, we've talked so much about the quarterbacks from Kirk Cousins going to Minnesota. Alex Smith is now in Washington. You mentioned John Gruden to Oakland. That's dominated headlines. Is there an underrated storyline this offseason that caught your eye that we're not necessarily talking about? Hmm, that's a good question. Underrated storyline. Um, you know, I, I, in your own division, I think Case Keenum's going to be better than people think. I really do. I, I think that's one to keep an eye on. If the Broncos can get him to play quarterback like he played a year ago, and this kid plays with a little bit of a swagger. I know I've seen, you know, you've seen a lot of big money quarterback deals. Uh, the Broncos, a lot of people expect them to take a quarterback, but they were convinced that Keenan can be their guy. I, I think that's one to keep an eye on. I mean, look, obviously, when you look around this landscape, you know, the Browns are a major story. We see them draft a six-foot quarterback, number one overall, and now there's talk he might not play this year. That's wild. Uh, that's an interesting story. Yeah, it's an interesting storyline and, and, and one to keep an eye on as well. You know, Pete, you mentioned Case Keenum. I think the the familiarity that Gary Kubiak had with him at the beginning of his career. I think Vance Joseph was in Houston at that time as well. I hear so many varying opinions about Keenum because the the sample size is so small from last year. But you're right. I think just the fact that they're familiar with Keenum, he can come in. They're giving him the keys too. Sign up to a two year deal, and they didn't draft a quarterback. Yeah, and you know what? I I, I like Case Keenum, and and I was when he came out of school, I actually. Remember spending time with him at the combine and, and had a little chat with him. Wrote a column saying this kid should be on a roster and, and should get drafted. And, uh, and you know, I, never in my wildest dreams did I think he'd be able to do what he did a year ago uh, with the Vikings. So uh, he plays with a swagger. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He, he's always out to prove people wrong. And, and you know, he's an upgrade from what the Broncos have. There's no question about that. I think they'll be better on offense because of it. Yeah, and they got some playmakers for him in the draft, too, when you talk about uh, Hamilton from Penn State and Sutton from SMU, uh, Royce Freeman in the backfield. So it's going to be an interesting offense in Denver. Pete, I asked Shereen Williams this last week, and I want to get your take on this as well. You look at the 16 teams in the NFC. I don't remember a conference being 
as up in the air as this one, really, because I think you look at 10 teams, wouldn't shock me to see in the Super Bowl next year in Atlanta. What, what do you make of this NFC and, and how competitive it is? Well, I think if you look at, at West, I think the Rams are the favorite in that division. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, sure. You know, the Cardinals, the 49ers, and the Seahawks are, you know, interesting, but I don't think they'll be competing with the Rams. But you never know. We've seen that flip before. I think the NFC South is a great division. I think top to bottom, it's the best division in the NFC. Uh, you know, the Falcons, clearly, uh, you know, two years ago, they were close to the Super Bowl. Last year, if they complete a fourth down play um, in Philadelphia, they had a first and goal at the 10. They, they win that game, and they, who knows what happens. Uh, Carolina playoff team a year ago. The Saints uh, had that you know hail, hail mary against the Vikings. The Stephon Diggs play that kind of kept them out of the advancing even further. And I think the Bucks can be one of the most improved teams. So I think the NFC South best division. Packers get Rodgers back. The Vikings will be in the mix with Cousins. Uh, the Lions will be you know decent. I don't know how good they'll be. And the Bears will be improved. And, and then you go to the East. I think that thing is clearly Philadelphia. And then three other teams would be scrambling to get in it, too. But you're right. I mean, it, it's a good NFC. You look at the AFC, I think it's a much smaller group in terms of teams that can dethrone the Patriots. In your eyes, who are those teams that you think can compete with the Patriots, who've had a, an interesting offseason, to say the least, themselves? Well, Jacksonville is first, and Pittsburgh are the first two that come to mind. Yep. And, and I was in Jacksonville last week. Um, I was up there, you know, since I used to live there for 30 years, but I moved to Fort Lauderdale because of CBS Sports HQ. Uh, and um, I was up there last week for their mini camp, and, and they are loaded from top to bottom. I mean, they are a better football team this year than they were a year ago, and Scary. I don't think it's close. I mean, it, yeah, they've improved the offensive line. Uh, Andrew Norwell will help them uh, greatly up front. I think Cam Robinson, his second year, will be better. Leonard Fournette will be better to be able to run the football. People always point to the receivers. Keep an eye on a guy named Keelan Cole. He's, you know, he, he was a little bit of a, of a factor last year, but he's that much better this year. I think he's going to be a factor. And, it, you know, Austin Sperry Jenkins has been fantastic for him this offseason. So offensively, they're going to be better. Defensively, they are loaded. I mean, they have six, seven, eight guys that could start anywhere in the league. So I, I think they're one team. And then Pittsburgh, obviously, when you have Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown, you start there. Their offensive line solid as well. I think defensively there are some questions. If they can fix those, they'll be in the mix again. You know, I read your your 32-question piece on CBSSports.com. I think it was last month. And for the Chargers, you simply asked the question I think a lot of people were asking over the last several years. Is this the year that they can finally get over the hump, win those close games, and get to the playoffs? It didn't start well, Pete, 0-4. But you look at the last 12 games, if you use that sample size – I think Anthony Lynn's really tried to change the culture here. They did win a lot of close games towards the end of the year, and they have a little bit of momentum going into 2018. I'm a big, big, big believer in the Chargers because I'm, I'm one of those guys that still thinks Philip Rivers plays at a very, very high level. And, and I'm a Philip Rivers fan. I think he's been fantastic throughout his entire career. One of the pros, pro in the National Football League. I mean, from the way he handles himself to the way he acts, I love the fact that. He's one of the five nicest guys in the NFL, and when he gets on the field, he's one of the five meanest. And, <laughs> it's and, the and best. That's a compliment to him, and and I think that's great. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon got it going last year. I think the offensive line will be better. Getting Pouncy in the middle. I think you know having healthy guards. If, you know, you know with good guards with you know Feeney and Lampus. Those guys uh, are the two. I think that's that's good for them up front. 
Uh, you know, Keenan Allen busted out last year and had his great season. I think they've got to get Mike Williams going, but there are weapons there as well. And then you go to the defense. I mean, you start with the best pass, you know, rushing combo in the league, and that's who they are. Bosa and Ingram are the best pass rushing combo in the league. That's a nice way to start. Hayward, fantastic corner. Uh, you know, if they can ever get Barrett going, uh, I think, you know, and then you have, you know, him in there. I think Desmond King did some good things last year. Uh, I think that defense and, and Gus Bradley will have a, a good plan. Adding Derwin James makes a lot of sense. I think the linebackers, for me, those guys, you know, the, the, the smallish linebackers have to be a little bit better. They've got to be better against the run. But I, I think all in all, I think that's a talented team. They're the favorite in the West for me. You know, Pete, the defense, you mentioned it, and you mentioned the linebackers. They went defense with their first four picks in the draft. Obviously, Darwin James was the, the first pick, uh, number 17 overall. They got a couple linebackers in Uchenna Nuosu and, and Kaiser White. I, I think what's so intriguing about this defense, uh, the interchangeable parts, the, the hybrid positionless players that they can put out on the field. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last month. If Jason Verrett's healthy, this team can go four deep at the cornerback position, something that you don't see in the NFL. I don't think many teams can go three deep, yet alone four deep. No, I mean, that's, that's a big uh, plus. When you can have that, those kind of cover people available to you, that's outstanding. I mean, you know, you, you, you mentioned King, and I think Williams played very well last year for him as well. I mean, that's, that's a good group back there. James, I would imagine, will end up being the starter at one spot, but who starts at the other one? I mean, it, it, that's kind of a, a job that's open, right? I mean, it, be, will Phillips start? Will, will, who will be the other starter over there? Yeah, I mean, Jaleel Adai, I think, is probably penciled at this point. And it, what's interesting is, you know, Adai had played free safety earlier in his career. I think he played strong last year, started 16 games. I think Darwin James can probably play both. And it's just a matter of uh, Gus Bradley getting creative and actually finding – spaces for all of these guys in the secondary because you can't play them all at once no and and that's a good thing and gus is a, is a darn good defensive coach he'll do he'll do a good job here's a question i have for you who's going to start at middle linebacker well i guess i mean would it be denzel denzel perryman hayes pillard i think the linebacker situation is going to work itself out but that was when perryman wasn't in there that's where they struggled especially against the run last year yeah, I like Perriman. He's just—he's not a big guy, so you got to be concerned about that. And and you know, Brown is not a big guy, and he can run. Um, I mean, look, the bottom line is they got a, a lot of talent. They got to be better up front too. I mean, uh, uh, the down players got to be better than what they were a year ago. That's part of the reason why they were able to run the football as well too. So, um, but again, it's a passer and pass rusher league and a cover league. If somehow Verrett can get back to close to being what he used to be before the injuries, and you have Hayward. And Hayward and Verrett, and then you have the two pass rushers in Bosa and Ingram, and then you have the quarterback in Philip Rivers. Well, you got the pieces in place, and then you just supplement around them, and, and good coaching will get you there. So they obviously got to stay healthy. I mean, that's been kind of a, a problem for them, as you know, very, very, very well. It makes it tough, too, Pete, to throw the football in the division. And we talked about the, the advantage of quarterback. You get two new starters. We talked about Case Keenum. Patrick Mahomes is going to make his second career NFL start against the Chargers week one. And then, obviously, Derek Carr has shown flashes. He's 27. The guy's had four head coaches and three offensive coordinators so early in his career. So you mentioned it. There's a distinct advantage under center in the West. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that. And I'm a big Patrick Mahomes guy. I was out in Kansas City a couple weeks ago, and I think he's going to be a very, very good player. But this 
this is the National Football League, and when you're a quarterback, it takes some adjusting. I mean, it takes a little bit of time, and, and I think he's eventually going to be you know, a big-time star quarterback in the NFL, but it might take him a little adjusting. And, you, know, you mentioned Keenan being new in Denver, and then the, you know, the car situation. You know, Gruden uh, is back on the sidelines, but it's a di- little bit of a different game. I think he'll adjust very well, but you never know. So you're right. Those teams are in transition a little bit at the quarterback position, whereas you got the stability of having Phillip Rivers, which I think is a big advantage to the Chargers. Can you put your finger on the Raiders, Pete? I've talked to everyone I've talked to, I, really, over the last few months, they're like the ultimate wild card team. Some people think that they could compete to win the division. Others think that they're going to be a six-win team. What do you think the Raiders are in 2018? Well, I think it has to do with uh, you know that defense, uh, and, and you know I, I think Paul Gunther will be a, a, a nice addition to their coaching staff. He'll do a good job with that defense, but are they good enough from a talent standpoint? I mean, they have a lot of turnover on that side of the football. They need Conley to play very well at corner, um, you know, and then one of the veterans, you know, maybe Leon Hall or, or Worley or whoever to play at the other one. Those are issues. The secondary, the back deep end, is, has some issues. Uh, as well. Reggie Nelson's up in the years. Carl Joseph hasn't lived up to the expectations. So there are issues on the back end. And then, you know, I'm a big Khalil Mack guy, but they need to get help from other guys as well up front. And their linebacker situation uh, isn't the greatest in the world. Uh, I did like what they did. I do like what they did in the draft. I think getting Hurst and Hall and Key and Nelson on that side of the football will help them a great deal. I think, you know, if they hit on two of those four, I think it's a good good for them and they'll be much better on defense but you know they got a lot of veterans they brought in too you know like frosty rucker and uh, taba rubin and and you know they mentioned Worley and 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 leon hall is there and i mean they got a lot of veteran players on that team and, and sometimes that could be a good thing but sometimes that could work against you pete who's an overvalued team this year a, a team that has those high expectations but you just don't see it dallas Cowboys, huh? I, yeah, I just, I'm not a big believer in that team just yet. I, I think they have some, you know, when you look, look the quarterback's got to play better than he did a year ago. Uh, you know, getting Elliott back for a full season will help them. I think the offensive line. They don't have any receivers. They have no receivers. Yeah, and that's the, biggest, that's the biggest problem. You look at that receiver position, you know, they don't have speed at all. And then, now they traded for uh, Tavon Austin, but I mean, what does he add in terms of speed down the field? But you you look at their receivers. I mean, Alan Hearns isn't isn't fast. Terrence Williams and and Group and Beasley and all of them they don't run very well. So uh, they need some of the young guys. Michael Gallup needs to play well for them. And then the tight end position. You know, they drafted Dal- Dalton Schultz, but it looks like Blake Jerwin from last year will be there. And then you go to the other side of the football. I like some of their. You know, I like Leighton Vanderish. I thought that was a nice move on their part. They got some transition in the secondary. They need young players to really take big steps forward. But I, I, they're the one team, I, uh, for me, uh, when I look at them, I don't see them being a playoff team. Pete, get you out of here on this. If you could, give me one bold prediction for the 2018 season, something that maybe fans aren't going to see coming this year because it happens every year, right? We, we get to this point of the year, everybody's talking about things that, that don't happen. What do you think is going to happen? Miami Dolphins are going to surprise people and make the playoffs. Wow, that's, there you go. That's a big prediction. Yeah, I, I think cleaning house there will be good for them. And by that, I mean getting rid of Jarvis Landry, who was a problem, getting rid of the Dominican Sioux, who was a problem, uh, getting rid of Jay Ajayi a year ago, which was a problem. 
uh, I think that cleans out the building a little bit. And, and Mike Pouncey's not in that group, by the way. Mike Pouncey was a guy they, they liked a great deal. But then, you know, I, I think getting Tannehill back, now he's been in the system for three years. He was around all last year. He understands his first, you know, this is only the second season where he's come back and been in the same system. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker, I think, is going to be a guy who takes a step forward. The offensive line will be better. Getting Sitton and Daniel Kilgore will significantly upgrade their offensive line. And then you go to the defensive side of the ball. They got five legitimate ends. And I'm talking about Cameron Wake, Robert Quinn, who they, you know, got in a trade from the Rams, William Hayes, uh, and then they hope Charles Harris can, you know, be, grow on his rookie season. And then you go to the secondary, you got, you know, you had Minka Fitzpatrick, Zavin Howard's pretty good, back going to be a pretty good player for them at corner. Rashad Jones can still play. They got one position, and I think it's, you know, the other corner opposite Fitzpatrick. If somebody can step up there, uh, they're going to be much better. And, and look, the division isn't very good. The, the Bills aren't very good, even though they were a playoff team a year ago. And the Jets, you know, might be starting a rookie quarterback. It's true. And I don't think they're very good. So you should get four wins right there out of that division. And then who knows? I mean, they beat the Patriots last year. Um, and, and so if they can get one of those games, then you, all of a sudden you're at five, five more in the postseason. Totally right about that. Pete, I can't thank you enough for your time, man. Are you going to be on the West Coast at all during training camp or, or during the season? Yeah, to be mapped out, um, I you know, the, last year I was at the Rams-Chargers uh, dual practices there, and uh, that worked out pretty well yeah. for me, so I might try and do that again this year. And, uh, um, again, that will be at the at the Rams facility right there. At their, uh, yeah, you know what? The, they had I, it at the Rams. Yeah, they had it at the Rams last year. As we tape this, the training camp schedule has not been released. It's going to be released very soon, probably by the time people listen to this. So we'll know more. Uh, certainly, but I remember that joint. It got a little chippy, actually. I I, I don't know if you were there yeah, that day where it got a little chippy. <laughs> yeah, they got they had a nice fight. I like that. That was good stuff. Yeah, that's right. They're going to work out with the Saints, I think, right, for sure. I think yep, definitely. Too. The, the yeah. Saints. Yeah, and that I'm, was I'm fun last year. Out there. Yeah, I like I liked that facility. I was there, and then I came. I went to the Rams, Chargers, and then the next day I came over to uh, Orange Coast Community College, that park over there with the Chargers train. That's right. So, yeah, I did. Awesome, yep. man. Well, Pete, I, I look forward to seeing you here, hopefully in the, in the next few weeks, and uh, enjoy the rest of your off season and get some rest, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. You got it. Take care, man. And that'll do it. My thanks to Pete for joining me, and of course, thanks to you all for listening. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, and while you're there, please leave a review. Help spread the word. We mentioned training camp in the interview. The full schedule has been released. There's 14 open practices at the Jack Hammett Sports Complex. You'll want to visit chargers.com slash camp for all the details and we look forward to seeing you there. We're off next week for the 4th of July. We return on July 12th with a brand new episode. Thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Chris Harey.